This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah folks we got a great show for you this week as we will review on our talk topic jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable the live action movie by wb japan how i found this out i didn't know that this was even a thing i've always wanted to see jojo's bizarre adventure in a live action platform now, not particularly Diamond is Unbreakable. I wanted to see Stardust Crusader when they were in Egypt do it. Cause, and I think that would have, I think hopefully that's still a case. Maybe not after watching this, but we'll see. But I had a chance to check this out and I want to review it with you. But why I wanted to do this, not only because I'm a JoJo fan, but added a, a bonus to this is that our very own Mega Rand who does who you hear every week do the intro to this show actually has a track on the in the movie not only is it a track it's literally the main track for josuke uh it, it's called crazy diamond you're actually going to hear a smidget of it at the top of this uh show when we do the talk topic and um thank you to mega Rand. he actually i you know shot it uh went out uh, and texted him and he i asked him for the uh track he emailed it to me uh, so i could play it on here so you guys can check it out but <clears throat> and i'll talk about that more too uh how that came to be he um basically 
somehow, some way, they, he actually is really popular in Japan. He does tour in Japan a lot. I didn't know to what extent, but enough to be in a WB Japan. This is not the first WB project he's done. Remember, he also did uh, a song for Mortal Kombat 11 as well. But apparently, according to him, they called him and asked him to, you know, they have this music. They want to do they want him to do um, a freestyle over this. And he did one and they lit and they called it Crazy Diamond. Crazy Diamond actually is the the name of the stand that Josuke uh, has. So they play it throughout the entire thing and it's going to be awesome. So you're going to hear a bit of that in our talk topic uh this week and it's pretty awesome it's 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 really really awesome and uh we'll talk about what i thought of the movie as well as the comparisons and contrast from the anime and the movie and what they've done how you know did they do this justice wb japan uh anime live action movies uh, usually do but we will see we will see how far they've done with this one we also got a lot of news going on in the world of our favorite fandoms but before i do that i want to announce that we are going to have announced the first two guests that is going to be on our show one guaranteed is going to be chris battle chris battle if you guys don't know the name or if you do know the name you know him for being the character designer of teen titans go but not only teen titans go he's also done joe um i was about to say jojo's bizarre adventure no he did not <laughs> he also did dexter's uh dexter's laboratory he did the character design for that and many many others he has some new things going on that we're going to be talking about in a new he, he has something that he's working with Marvel, if you don't know by now. Uh, so we're going to talk about that this week as well. That's already a lock. The other one is Jeffrey Thorne, who is the comic book writer for Winterman uh, Comics, as well as he's he's wrote for Marvel. He's also the showrunner. He was the showrunner for Black Panther's Quest or Avengers Black Panther's Quest, which is now all available on Disney Plus, so you could go and check that out. It's a great series, really, really great series that they, uh, that he worked on. Um, and we're going to have him back on and talk about what he's up to next and what he's been doing since last time we spoke. I think this will be the fourth time he's been on the show, and we haven't talked the last time because we never got a chance to talk about his uh, thoughts on the entire series of Black Panther Quest and what he thought about it and all that stuff. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about his new projects and some other things going on as well. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. The third one, I really want to keep, I really want to keep, I'm keeping off on saying who this is because it's not locked in yet, but I want to make sure because this one, if we get this locked, this will be insanely huge for me i'm a big fan of this person so hopefully we can make this happen and um we can get it going but uh we already got it looks like we got two locked in so far so i'm looking forward to talking to those two gentlemen once again on talk time live exclusive uh, exclusive so stay tuned for that so folks let's not waste any more time we got a lot of news to talk about some big news that came out this week so without further ado let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks. So the first order of news we're going to talk about is bat news. Of course, we last week we talked about uh, the kind of a sneak peek of Robert Pattinson as batman and they had the video clips and in the crop clips of them well this week we got some quote-unquote leaked footage of 
not Robert Pattinson. I truly don't believe that's him. But we got uh, a Batman with the suit on. That we the same suit that we saw from last week. Uh, I'm believing it's a stuntman in full gear. Uh, but we have the we have what the cow is going to look like. We have um, what the whole suit is going to look like in itself. And you know, leak photos, quote unquote, leak photos and video were released on social media this week as it shows a stuntman in full gear riding a motorcycle, no cat, no cape with it. I don't know if they're going to CGI that or not, but his cape is long and that bike was short, so I don't know if they're going to try to pull it off or not. But uh, the stuntman was in full gear and the design looked a little bit like arkham origins mixed with a bit of uh injustice if you can combine those two together now i'm looking at the picture right now and it, it, it a part of it actually looks like just extraordinary riot gear the gauntlets of the of the bat suit i don't know what it, what will be the execution of that or what's the purpose of that but the i remember watching batman ninja and I could have sworn he had gauntlets kind of similar to that as well. So I don't know what that looks like. We finally get to see the ears. I'm not too, I'm not too sold on the ears, but again, this is early production. We don't know what exactly, I, we don't know what's going to happen or whether it's going to change or not, but that looks like to be this actual suit. Um, the ears of the cow doesn't look as appealing. It, it looks, it looks really too small and not you know it doesn't balance the cow like you see more head than you do cow i've seen way better batman suits in the past than this um even ben affleck suit was pretty cool even though it's like it's just this one right here just looks like two pointy spikes or here um the eyes also have a bit of uh like gargles in there or like lens um and placed in, in on the top of it but again once we get to the point of actually seeing the um the production added to this it may look a lot different by the time so it's again it's still too early to place judgment on anything because once they put the layers on there it, it could look tons better you put the cape on there it'll look a lot better you, i mean you just add so much to it and this is a stunt scene too you got to remember this as well so this is just one little scene you can't make too much you can't draw too much of an interference on this entire thing it, it just it just can't right now so i would still if i were you guys i would still hold off a little bit i do like the shorter pads though i i, I gotta i gotta admit i do like the shorter pads i do kind of like the the chest uh plate as well so it's not all particularly bad but it's not like moving me yet it's not like it's not getting me to where i was when i watched any other you know, like comic book movie where I felt like it really plays up to the scene and considering that we have so many different Batman movies out with so many different designs it's going to take me a bit to see what the full you know everything is going to look like when he when everything comes to you know uh foray if you will so we will see we will see I I will just hold off judgment but it's this is what they show right now and uh, we'll see what's going to happen as, uh, down the line. I'm sure we're going to see much more down the line from there. So I just say, like, as a fan, don't hold off. Just hold off judgment because we have a, we have a consistency of prejudging things and then a lot more consistency of being 
excuse me, a, 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 a lot more consistency of being wrong about the situation. So just hold off judgment. Be patient. We'll see where this goes from here. So uh, continuing with WB News, w, uh, uh, I'm sorry, DC and WB Animation announced a new Justice League Dark movie entitled Apocalypse Wars. This seems to be it, it, the fact that the name Apocalypse just means Dark Side is going to be a part of this. Um, this is pretty big for Justice League Dark. So from what we understand, according to comicbook.com, they show uh, a still image from the movie that shows both the main JLA uh, group and the Dark Division. The movie is scheduled to arrive in the spring. It will include a horde of big name actors uh, from many of the new 52 animated movies coming back to reprise their roles, including Constantine, which also um, plays uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow's Matt Ryan. He plays both the animated version and the live action version, which is awesome. Uh, Superman, who played by Jerry O'Connell, it, it, Jerry O'Connell as Clark Kent and Superman. It blows my mind every time because I hear him. If you you know, if you follow Jerry O'Connell, I followed his career since he was a kid, since my secret identity. So I know his voice. His voice is very recognizable. But at the same time, it's like he transforms. I mean, this is the this is the talent of an actual actor. He changes his voice to a way that you don't recognize that it's him. Like, you wouldn't tell me that this guy is actually Jerry O'Connell with the way that he talks in real life. So he does a phenomenal job as uh, Superman and Clark Kent, in my opinion. Um, Wonder Woman, played by the lovely Rosario Dawson, as always. So, I mean, this is a big deal. This is, must be a big deal if they're saying Justice League Dark, but they're adding all of the. This is kind of, this is like Crisis on Infinite Earth level. So there's uh, just going to be a horde of other different actors in here and characters as well. So it's going to be interesting to see this. Um, this announcement was made in the midst of Superman Red Sun, which is premiering, I believe, this week, uh, it, if I'm correct. So I'm hoping that's the case because that'll give me something to check out and want to talk about for, you know, uh, next week or whatever. So I'll look into that as well. But uh, I, I love DC animated movies. Love them absolutely love some of the best animation ever by the way if you haven't watched if you own the dc universe you probably have watched harley quinn they in the season finale ended this week and that that season i can tell you real quick that season that show is a reason why you should get dc universe um they did a bang-up job with that series i love harley quinn uh kaylee coco Coco, I always hate, uh, I always hate saying her name in real life because it just her last name is so hard to pronounce, um, or just a slightly challenging to pronounce if you don't hear it a lot. But Penny from Big Bang Theory, she plays Harley Quinn, and I thought she did a terrific job being making you know, kind of not redefining it but refining the personality of Harley uh and in the series and the entire cast has been great this is a rated r animated show and they've been able to take so many liberties with this show but still give it some depth and strength with it i love this show i absolutely love it and it ended on a great note on a really great note it, it got there was times in the series it was extremely comedy 
um, but then they kind of went into a little bit of a serious tone and a dark tone and still managed to balance it out. So great job on the writing crew on that one. It, it was go out of your way to check it out. If you haven't, if you got the DC Universe app and you haven't seen that series, what are you waiting for? If you need a reason to get the DC Universe app, that is the reason. Not just Young Justice. Young Justice is a phenomenal series, but now they got way more co- great content in that um, app for you to check out. So, you know, go out of your way to go after that as well. You know what else I am happy about as far as streaming networks? I've been a Netflix subscriber for probably since day one. Now, granted, I did, before they started the streaming options, I did uh, unsubscribe to them when we were just sending off disc uh, to them because I got the golden compass and I sent it back and they claimed that I didn't have a, you know I didn't give it back so they tried to charge me I'm like nope I'm out <laughs> I'm not I hate this system I hate it but then I found out that they started doing digital and this is way 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 back before it, it Netflix became what it is now the gold the the early days of Netflix and they have been nonstop great since then like uh, it's been it's been absolutely awesome since then and now they're just power, more powerful than ever and one of the things that i love that they're really really focusing on and they really serious about is their anime collection uh they have said a long time ago that they wanted to focus on anime uh and from that point amazon started focusing on their own anime series and hulu started focusing on, and again this goes to show that anime is becoming more mainstream than ever Netflix, if any, if I ever questioned ever leaving Netflix, which I didn't, this would seal it for me. This would absolutely seal it for me to be as loyal as possible for them as well, because Netflix revealed a new Transformers G1 series based on the War on Cybertron trilogy siege toy line, basically, which uh, they announced yesterday and the New York Toy Fair. First of all. This New York Toy Fair in like the course of a few days has become some of the biggest news in our in our fandom uh, in our favorite fandoms right now. Um, I know this is not the first year that this event has come out, but for some reason, this event this year has been on the radar for a long time. And I know people are going to say like, well, they've been around for a long time, but guess what? They haven't been on the news as much. I haven't seen this much news coverage of the New York Toy Fair. Like this is like New York Comic Con level. This is almost San Diego Comic Con level, and they, all these new announcements are coming. They're stepping their game up majorly here. So, and and the announcement and the collaboration of Netflix announcing that a new Transformers, a G1 Transformers series, 3D and CGI, by the way, is coming. It, it's really great. Um, this has this trailer was just awesome this has all of your favorite g1 autobots and decepticons including the female autobots that we seen in a previous episode of the original g1 series alita one uh Chrom- uh chromia i believe firestar may be in there as well uh and many more are in this like we it starts off showing you ultra magnus with prime so you got to see that now noticeably uh the iconic voices of trans- of the original Transformers, Peter Cullen and Frank Weller, will not be reprising their role in this. Um, which, at this point, I'm not. I'm okay with. I, you know, before when they started doing all these different Transformers shows, after, like, really after 
uh, the original sh- uh, like Transformer show, like Beast Wars or um, Armada and all that stuff. I was a lot of fans were resentful that we didn't get to hear Peter Cullen reprise that role because nobody in our in our heart of hearts and still there's nobody who can really do the role of Optimus Prime justice. Maybe of all people, maybe Troy Baker, maybe. <laughs> can pull off uh, a great prime voice. I mean, he has the he has the voice for it. He has the voice to possibly pull it off. But Peter Cullen is, is such a treasure, and to not see him in there. And this is the one thing I will always credit my uh, Michael Bay for is like of all the things he changed, he made sure that he did not change uh, Peter Cullen's voice. I for some reason he just felt that he didn't want. He, he replaced Frank Weller with Hugo Weaving and then that thing ended up uh, Hugo, uh, Frank Weller wound up going back to becoming Megatron anyway so it was just pointless um, but it was just it was just absolutely um, amazing to see that he brought him back but now with this new series and after looking at the trailer I'm okay with them changing the voices the voices sound somewhat okay it, it, sound, it sounds it sounds respectful enough to the original it it, it 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 i feel like they could pull it off really well um but it looks absolutely epic they actually don't have a date as to when the actual series will pretty much come in or when it will premiere but what i can tell you is that all spark studios along with rooster chief uh which was formerly uh what was it machina um uh, another name I always butcher um, Machi Nina, Nima that's why I'm glad they changed it I'm glad Rooster Teeth uh, brought them over because that name just made no sense like why are you why would you always come out with a company with a name that people can't pronounce it, it's just no point <laughs> but um, or have a hard time pronouncing it as well but you know Rooster Teeth is teaming up with AllSpark to create this series now here's the thing the previous Transformers series that was uh, in another streaming network, I believe, a while back, and on on YouTube as well. Uh, that was kind of based on another G one uh, version of the series. They only lasted five minutes. They were like five minute episodes, and I hate those short episodes. I hate short episodes. I am hoping that with Netflix, the power of Netflix, that the money that they they usually offer these thing these uh, companies. That they will produce full, at least up to a half hour, maybe even 22 minutes of an episode because five minutes is just, it, it burns, it, it really uh, grinds my gears. So hopefully that is not the case and we can actually see a, and, and that and that it's like not only just 22 minutes, but it also spans out to maybe 13 episodes, traditional 13 episodes or so. Uh, I would really like to see that. Or even Netflix has been known to do from maybe minimum six episodes to maximum maybe 12 or 13 episodes per season. So it could go either way. Either way, it's kind of still if they go six episodes, can I make can we make that an hour? <laughs> but I doubt they would do that. But because these uh episodes are really cool i can't wait till baki comes back for that matter i i know this this is off subject but like that uh series is coming back as well 
with the new season so i'm looking forward to that so uh, i'm ex- i'm very excited i'm extremely excited about this and i'm looking forward to it you know what else i want to uh, look forward to and i think it was announced at the toy fair as well Mc- todd mcfarlane is back mcfarlane toys is back and as you know this is the 20 today is the 23rd it's a sunday we always record on a sunday um when a lot of you are in church right now yes i know but they let me see sometime in march we are going to get finally get spawn on mortal kombat 11 the most anticipated character that all of us wanted in the beginning like no disrespect to any of the other characters that has come out on mortal kombat 11 spawn was the most voted and is the most wanted of all characters for that and we got a little sneak peek thanks to uh, mcfarland toys which is announcing that a new spawn figure based on the appearance in mortal kombat 11 is coming soon this highly detailed figure you know it's mcfarland toys and if you follow tom mcfarland his artwork and his toy line his he's one of the first guys to ever come out with a toy line that is insanely huge like that is very well detailed insanely detailed uh and such and it is just it's awesome so now he's coming out with a spawn figure and this highly detailed figure comes with an even more detailed badass sword with that has like a uh spawn emblem on there like it's so cool i want to i some way somehow i gotta find a way or to put it in the air of tom mcfarland and mcfarland toys to come up with a replica sort of uh version of this that i can hang on my shelf i will so hang that up on a shelf it's this sword looks so awesome um but there's no word if uh he will uh if that will be in the game but i'm thinking that that will be in the game because it's based on the actual character from mortal kombat so I'm, i'm expecting that to be a part of the game as well so it looks like uh it it really it's really it's it's a i hate to it's really cool to focus on the sword but it really is a really well detailed so also everything is movable as well too and i like that as well aspect um it looks like that it may come with a beheaded scorpion figure or these figures will be there are more figures that will be coming out i didn't see whether there were more figures but he's holding up what it looks like to be a the head of scorpion and then below the picture there's a body of it so i don't know if these figures are going to be able to come apart in a way so you could pose them in different ways or whatnot but it looks absolutely freaking phenomenal and the one thing i you know it's the one thing i always wondered about spawn throughout all these years um and i don't think anybody's ever asked this question to todd um mcfarland but his i believe his right leg has it's it's it's, it looks like it's it's a spike i it, i don't know what the hell's going on with that with that leg i never figured out what's going on with the leg maybe i need to ask some of our acmg uh members on facebook and see what that what's the deal with that because that is uh I, I, I never bothered to ask about that but now that i'm looking at it i'm not looking at the figure and they still have it he has a regular boot but on the right it's like this big weight on his foot i don't know what that is or why what is the purpose of that or does it do anything for him i feel like it, it actually makes him an anchor <laughs> best but uh we will see we um I, i'll hopefully somebody will have an answer for me on that but ign reports that the highly detailed action figure will be on sale for get this 
only $19.99. I'm normally uh, McFarlane Toys goes out for a little bit more than that because of the detail and everything. But if you look at the now, mostly his figures are like more statues if anything they're not movable statues at all they're highly detailed i mean they're highly detailed statues and such so they normally go for a little bit higher than that but this is a very movable you know figure and it's going only for you know 20 bucks i think that's extremely reasonable i got figures that i got on my shelves right now from san diego comic-con that was way more than that and they do virtually the same thing so I love the idea of this. Um, it will be available sometime in March. It looks like possibly close to the day of Mortal Kombat, of his Mortal Kombat debut. So stay tuned for that. Um, there Also note that there is a gameplay demo of Spawn that will show up in the upcoming uh, Mortal Kombat 11 competition that they've announced, which will include Todd McFarlane. Uh, who will be there to introduce that the action figure I'm pretty sure is going to be introduced and I'm hoping that also this spawn movie will be announced in and I totally I I have it in my heart of hearts I will be deeply heartbroken if it comes out if it comes to find out that all of this was you know putting him at the very end was not just to announce that a movie's coming out It, it just makes no sense if that was the case, it has to be, there has to be this reason. So I am putting my fingers crossed majorly for this. <laughs> Hopefully this all comes through. Uh, last bit of news I have here is Sony. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Sony and their decisions lately because they, um, you know, as you guys know, the coronavirus is has been a big deal has been a big big thing and people are trying to label it a new epidemic and or other people are trying to you know dilute the situation nobody knows exactly what's the deal but we what we do know is that people have been dying increasingly dying from this uh and it's it's pretty sad and there's apparently from what i understand it you know and from the news that i've been hearing is like there might not be a vaccine for this for like at least a year. And this is, it's getting kind of, it's scaring some people. And that includes Sony. Sony has decided, uh, has decisions to pull out of events in fear of the coronavirus. Uh, Sony has backed out uh, recently of the upcoming uh, GDC, which is the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, as well as PAX East in Boston. Um, PAX East, I wanted to go to. Shout out to uh, Mike Herman by the way, of um, RetroSoft Studio. Oh, and I got to announce that too. So this might not be the last uh, bit of news. But, um, you know, RetroSoft Studios of Russell uh, Retromania Wrestling, uh, he's going to be up there. And uh, I might as well announce it now. If you've been waiting for that game to come out, it's coming out. It's, it's targeted for July. But also, pre-orders are available now on pc and nintendo switch so go out of the way i got my pre-order i am waiting eagerly for this game to come out but he actually why i mentioned him is because he's heading up to uh, pax east as well so uh i wish him the best in safety and fun of that trip as well so um the ages yeah they decided to you know uh get out of those two and it's sad because they are whenever sony makes an event it's the it is they are the marquee company they're the company that everybody wants to see so i don't know if this is actually they say it's in the fear of fear of the coronavirus that could possibly be it but 
one might also believe that it could also be that they're could be just holding off on making you know unnecessary trips and announcements in it the coronavirus is a great excuse to hold them off i'm not i'm only it's only speculation on my behalf it's not a fact or anything so um you never know you never know but better safe than sorry as the as the old saying goes um this also led to developers naughty dog who works exclusively with um playstation as well to you know uh to pull out as well uh as they were going to have the demo of the last of us 2 there as you know to come along with it so uh gdc is looking to have a lot of precautions for those who will be attending the event so in hopes that it will go off without a hitch or a health scare so um yeah it's it's sad it's sad um hopefully by the time hopefully this doesn't affect e3 because that's kind of the super bowl wrestlemania championships whatever you want to call it that's the big one you don't want to mess up that and hopefully something can come of this and we can find a solution to make sure that everybody's safe and we can finally get a vaccine to help people because people have been dying like how did this happen this it's just crazy it is just crazy i you know what sadly when i think about this i think about uh for some reason i think about the umbrella corporation <laughs> i don't know why i do but it just is so if y'all if any of you are going out there please just be safe be very safe going out to these events unfortunately like not just and and all you con goers out there this is a better reason why to be as clean as cleanly as possible going to these events i knew a lot of people at comic cons and everything go there like sick under the weather you know you can't be that careless more than ever now you cannot be that careless if you are sick take care of yourself or just don't go you're just gonna have to miss out because don't endanger this is a more of a reason not to endanger people when you go to these events there are a lot of people who are who pay a lot of money for these events and i'm far unfortunately if you're sick just hold out or try to protect yourself to make sure that you don't you know that you don't affect anybody like even if you're in cosplay mode you got to wear a mask i'm sorry of some sort and keep making sure that you're not affecting anybody that it's unfair and some of you wash please <laughs> so that's all i'm gonna say this is all um this is it for what's new in the world of acmg we're gonna take a break come back and we're gonna review jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable to live action uh episode and you're gonna get to hear the music from the one and only mega ran himself uh, during this thing a little bit of uh, a little bit of a sneak peek of it so we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Mega Ran, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover, and you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. 
with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable the live action movie from wb japan that is warner brothers japan that is and the real significance of this whole thing if you heard the soundbite as well as the music that you just heard crazy diamond by none other than our very own megaran the person who you hear every week on this show um he actually had a chance to put out which is possibly the title track to the entire soundtrack as well as josuke's entrance theme if you watch the movie it plays at josuke's introduction into the movie it plays the instrumental plays throughout the entire movie but then if you watch the end credits not the end credit scenes because there is end credit scenes in here but it does show uh have the entire song played to the very end of the movie so it's it's really cool uh talking to mega Rand about it and he basically said that like first of all he hasn't heard that song in ages he gave that to him a long time ago um which was in around 2017 the movie came out on august 17th of 2017 and it's been so long because mega constantly produces music on the fly like I, so much that he probably won't even remember the lyrics to what he did on my album as well because it's just like he's just doing different things for everybody but um he remembers doing it he never actually got a chance to see the movie but i was you know i told him like yeah they play that they play that song like many many times in the movie so he was very happy to hear that um now again this came out in 2017 in japan viz video it uh released just recently released this to the states so this is the first time we're getting to see it i didn't even know that there was a jojo's bizarre adventure uh movie as you as i mentioned before i've always wanted to see it i wanted to see it through um start you know the original jojo series with the original cast of jojo and uh joseph joestar and dio i wanted the dio saga um but you know as i'm looking at this and how they put this together and given the storyline of stardust crusader i realized that it would probably be a lot more money for them to put that together because that would mean they would have to travel to egypt in order to make that happen even if they do studio time and special effects they would still have to create such a production of that because everything that they did it was a traveler's adventure that they went through a crazy traveler's adventure that they went through and they had to go through different parts of the world to you know which led them to egypt and led them to dio in order to do that so they decided to use you know star uh, uh, diamond is unbreakable because everything is focused on one town one little town um that 
you know just has a lot of crazy things going on so i like the the city the little town of uh moro is very easy to put together and do something with in here so they they i think they they you um, went to the best of their abilities and i think that they it worked out pretty well for them um wb japan pretty much is at it again and takes on one of the most eccentric oddball violent anime series of all time diamond is unbreakable uh the movie focuses on the first five episodes that introduces josuke uh and jotaro from you know stardust crusader and all the gang that you know from this series in here and uh in a battle between now the anime storyline basically does match up with the movie storyline in a sense but there are some changes we're going to talk about those noticeable changes as well uh but the actual setting is supposed to be set 10 years in the anime in the american anime they adr'd it as 10 years some people say 12 but it was set it was supposed to be set in 1999 which was supposed to be 12 years past the stardust crusade but on the anime they say 10 um Jotaro Kujo tracks down uh, Josuke, um, who is the illegitimate son of Joe, uh, Joseph Joestar. Like this dude has been like he, I, they said in an, in an anime, he, he was like in his sixties, and he still managed to rack up younger women at the time, which is not so far off from reality if you watch TMZ or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. So he managed to get together with the mother of josuke and josuke was born josuke also has developed his own stand ability which is crazy diamond uh through all this so along the way joe basically the deal is in the anime in the manga um jotaro has all of like joseph is like extremely old jotaro has also grown as well but he has an inheritance that uh, he wants to spread out and they found out that Jotar, uh, Josuke is a, in fact an uh, illegitimate son of Joseph so he came by to not only meet him but to also provide him with a portion of Joseph's major million billion dollar inheritance from the I believe from the Speedwagon uh, Corporation and so lo and behold they find out that you know Josuke has a you know it has stand powers and along with this there is also somebody in the town that has a bow and arrow originally from dio that grants people stand powers along the way josuke and his friends discover that the stand using uh that there is a stand using serial killer on the loose by the name of angelo who uh in it, it who's just causing all types of hell in uh moro the town of moro and they try to stop him along with the guys who are shooting the bow and arrows so the noticeable changes in, uh, from the anime here and i actually do have the actual movie playing as I, as i'm talking about this right now uh in in my office here um the noticeable changes from the anime for once for instance none of the characters are wearing their signature color suits that you see their uh their charismatic and eccentric color suits that you see in the anime now funny thing is the misleading thing is on the disc cover the blu-ray disc cover in a in a cover art in some advertisements you do see them as with the iconic color of purple and green and such like that and blue um but if you watch the movie 
they're all wearing black almost as if this is more based on the manga <laughs> if anything like even uh josuke's hair is even though they got the, the hair all of the hairstyles is on point and correct in there like the hairstyles in in the jojo series is every bit as iconic and charismatic and charismatic as the characters themselves like they hold their own signature characteristics in here so you you couldn't do a jojo movie and not be able to do it not only did they do it in this but they did it justice like it looks like it's their actual hair extensions from it and it, it it's not it doesn't look like a wig at all it looks very well done um how they pulled it off is it's insane but this is jojo's bizarre adventure isn't it <laughs> so the movie has um a much darker tone as well compared to the anime which i'm surprised surprisingly has a more lighthearted, uh you know approach like when you watch the first episode or the first few episodes of uh of jojo it starts off everything looks sunny um there's a radio there's a radio uh t- show airing and it just seems like everything's all great and then all the dark shit in this movie and in, in, in the series happens or whatever like that so that's one of the things but if you watch the movie it's very dark it's like batman versus superman dark <laughs> so um it's you know it, it's it's really interesting that they decided to go that approach and then he still managed to you know keep some of the essence of the manga and the anime on there as well but it's just a tad bit dark how you know it, it's just like i would have made it a little bit lighter than that if in my opinion because I, I i would want to see something a little bit more you know matching the happy-go-lucky town but then something really crazy happens in it but that's the way they went and it didn't hurt it at all um <clears throat> the character yuka uh yukako uh no it's definitely yukako um appears now yukako is the character who is favoring koichi but she winds up you know becoming obsessed with him and didn't come to find out even further she has her own stand as well so that's that is happening they planted her early into the uh, movie whereas you don't see her until like after the first few episodes the first saga which is like five episodes long there you don't see her until a little bit after that as well but they planted the seeds for her in this movie very early in here so she's in here uh but she plays to the character really well too josuke's introduction to both koichi and jotaro changes in uh this ver- in this movie version as well josuke and the thugs interact in the alleyway as opposed to an open fountain area uh in an open public area with a fountain where jotaro and koichi meets uh josuke for the first time that's what happens in the anime however josuke at this time tries to fight uh tries to fight um fight his fear of turtles in the anime they don't that none of that happens in the movie none of that happens in the movie um it, but what does happen is that he you know the bullies do insult him first you know the alleyway scene which is also the scene where you first hear the music to Megaran as well you basically see this scene and it shows koichi getting bullied by these guys koichi was never anywhere near those bullies koichi was with jotaro at the time as jotaro was trying to find josuke and lo and behold they coincidentally found him you know when they were talking when they were finding the bullies and it involved him with this turtle 
situation. So none of that happened. They scratched all of that out of the way for some reason. So that's not here. But I, the scene that they do have in the movie does match up. I don't know if it was time constraint and they decided to change it or whether they thought it wasn't going to work or not. But um, it worked for what it was. You know, the approach that they went with this movie reminded me of a lot of the ways of what they did with um with the way marvel studios does with the comic book movies and it's like they give us a lot of fanfare enough to make us satisfied but they still take a little bit of liberty subtle liberties with what they were doing this thing so i i didn't mind what they did with this i didn't mind how they introduced josuke in here at all it, it just made it their own uh in here as well um a big major significance about this movie no mention of Dio or even Akira Otoishi. Uh, with you know, Akira Otoishi is the character that has the stand Red Hot Chili Pepper, which is based on the actual band. A lot of one of the cool things about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure any series is that they based their characters on uh, music, um, like iconic music figures. Um, there is a character called Lisa Lisa, which is based on Lisa Lisa and Cold Jam from the 80s. Um, there's a lot of characters in here, like whose names are based off of uh, rock stars from, you know, from yesterday. It's that's it's so cool. But both of those characters and, and more Dio than anything, because Dio is a character that is the antagonist to a lot of these um series especially the original the first uh jojo's bizarre adventure series and especially start um stardust crusader you know he's um, he's the one that's been haunting the joe star family for generations until joe um stardust crusader where he was killed by jotaro um and somehow jotaro ended up with the with his uh standability which is the world which stops time yeah I, I i gotta go back and figure out how he did that but that actually is happening it was also evident that um dio wasn't mentioned here because uh angelo who is in the movie and keicho who also is the movie is the ones that you know owns the bow and arrow that's giving people the stance they never mentioned dio in the movie as they did in the anime explaining how they got their stand abilities and the bow and arrow so that's been scrapped uh i don't know what they're doing with that or how that's going to play but it, it, they have jotaro in the movie but they don't have any mention of dio i don't i hope that somehow some way they mentioned dio but at this point if they didn't mention him in this version in this movie which in the anime is like only five episodes where they easily mention them i don't see how they're going to mention them in there in the first place or how he's going to how dio's going to play a factor in this so another thing angelo's actual origin story does not get mentioned in this movie either as uh, well like if you uh, if anybody remembers the movie the anime and the manga then you know that like angelo started killing way back when he was a teenager in fact they mentioned like when he was 15 his first murder and kills was he killed somebody and then he raped somebody else and then killed them as well so he's been doing this forever and then on top of all of this uh he got hit with an arrow by uh keicho and now he has a stand ability so it's just even worse now but i guess again due to time constraint and you know this is five episodes of detail 
that they got to cram into about like maybe uh, at best two hours. So I can understand why they left it out. And, you know, fans already know anyway, at best. And it could be explained without it. It didn't really take away, I guess. So it's not that bad. Um, the last thing I think I'm going to mention is uh, Koichi's uh, stand. Uh, it hatched way too early. And this it hatched right about the time when they were fighting to get the bow and arrow back and the father came in and you know they explained that situation again where they don't mention dio but you know it hatched way too early now in the anime and in the manga koichi's stand hatches and right the very next episode like episode six of diamond is unbreakable like right after the events of the bow and arrow situation and uh in keicho as well you know they pretty much you know decided to hatch it early i don't know why that is but it happened and this is the again this is the movie's universe as opposed to the manga and anime so they decided to change up there it didn't really hurt it but it's going to be interesting to see what they do next with that um we mentioned we mentioned all uh akira not mentioning Dio or not being a part of it. Now that's a difference too. I got him. I heavily got to mention that Akira uh, Atoshi um, was the person who killed Keicho in the anime and the manga. He is not the one that did it here. I forgot the name of the stand and the stand user that ha- in the movie killed him because I recognized it uh, from a late, you know, that stand which appears way later in Diamond Is Unbreakable in the anime and the manga. So they changed that up for some reason, too. For some reason, they just not mentioning uh, Akira or Dio. So I, I don't know what's, what's the deal with that or why that is. And hopefully we'll get an answer for that uh, someday. But Dio is a major, major, major deal to the show. And it's like, if they're not going to have Dio, why even bring Jotaro in this? Uh, I mean, you in a sense, you have to. But at the same time, you almost got to have to really talk about Dio. So... I don't know what, what this is going to lead to or not, but this is very interesting indeed. Um, let's talk about the special effects. I thought the special effects were satisfactory. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen, especially after watching anything uh, Marvel Studios or Disney do with special effects. But Warner Brothers Japan does a satisfactory job putting together these special effects for these i like what they did with bleach i like what they did with full metal alchemist gintama also uh this was no different and in a sense i feel like i i'm sure they could do better but i don't know how much better they can do than what they did here i can tell you this i did seeing the cgi version of star platinum was pretty cool and everything in the movie the uh the bad company um stands uh effects was pretty cool seeing crazy diamond was pretty cool i'm looking at bad company right now coming to the scene <laughs> here so and it, and it and it all of it worked really well because even though there was some changes in the movie there were some very iconic moments from the anime that you saw like the the robber that was taken over by angelo or the kid that was taken over by angelo and threatening to kill the store clerk that got it that made it in and they did the scene where uh, Josuke punched a hole in both of them, or seemingly punched a hole in both of them, managed to get the uh, store clerk away, but also leaving the knife in the stomach. And it looked it looked way gruesome than it did in the anime. I watched the anime right afterwards, and I'm like, the anime version looks way subtle compared to what the movie version looked like. It looks, that looked like it hurt bad. So... The special effects, I thought they did really well, especially in scenes that mimicked 
in reference from the actual anime uh, coming out. I thought they did a pretty damn good job. I'm looking at the Bad Company scene right now when the, when the Toy Army comes out. And yeah, they did a great job. I thought they did a really great job. I don't know what they could have done, um, excuse me, better to make this a scene. The whole entire presentation as far as the set designs and everything it like this that scene alone when they're facing kocho and in the bad company it looked exactly like the scene from the anime just come to life it looks really well uh again it just has a darker tone to it so i'm not particularly mad but i like i said i like the way they, they kind of went with a marvel approach of giving us as much fanfare as we want but being able to take some liberties and but not to the point that it takes away from the essence and what we remember and know from the actual uh tv series or the actual manga so i thought they overall thought they did pretty well so um one of the favorite moments i think i like in this movie again the action scene at the beginning the introduction of josuke which you know um Hey, where he protects uh, Koichi from the bullies, which never happened in the anime. But you also get to hear Mega Man's uh, Mega Rand's um, crazy diamond in here as well. Got to shout out that always. Um, seeing uh, uh, Yukako or Yukako appear and flirting with Koichi, as any fan knows that that's not that will not bode well for Koichi. Like Koichi is the victim of many episodes in the actual series. Like. He reminds me, the, the, Diamond is Unbreakable is funny because it reminds me, when it comes to Koichi in this show, he reminds me of um, Arnold from Different Strokes with Dudley when they always end up in some places where they won't and it's, it's like this really creepy bike owner that is trying to, it feels so much like that. Every episode, he gets abducted by somebody um, where he ends up in a situation where he he shouldn't be and they got a to be continued the damn thing this is exactly what happened back in the day in different strokes when dudley and arnold ended up in a bike shop owner man so it's so funny to see that happen only arnold and dudley didn't have stand aren't stand users and he could have been solved that problem ages ago uh with that so if you're old if you're old enough you know that reference you know what i'm talking about so seeing uh Jotaro wearing the iconic hat. Now, I've had this talk. I talked about this many a times on the ACMG Facebook group. I had no idea whether his hat was his hair or how did this gel together. Now, luckily for Diamond is Unbreakable, he wears a white, all white suit. So you could kind of see the hair kind of still with it, but you don't know whether the hair like he's wearing half of a hat or there's a piece of the hat that is allowed him to show so in the movie it still looks like his hair is fused with the hat like i don't think he could ever take off the hat <laughs> it, look like, it looks like it's matted in with the hair and it's just stuck in there but he has to take it off because it he wears it with he had another color suit during the stardust crusade era so I don't know what the hell's going on with this, but they managed to make it work in the live action uh, series. So it kind of answers my question slightly that it is not a part of his, it is not a part of his hair, but for some reason it roots up his hair. I don't understand. It's like he never takes it off, I guess, <laughs> what not, but it's funny to see that. Almost another uh, moment for me, any scene, 
that matches the anime, especially um, with the uh, Okuya so, uh, brothers and uh, Keicho kills, uh, which I'm watching literally right now. And they're at the scene right now where um, Koichi's echo has been, uh, I mean, not even, uh, almost, almost saved myself from the Amazon device going off because I said that. Um, I actually just seeing the scene right now. Ah, oh, darn it. Messed up. <laughs> if I say that word because I activated my Amazon device to say that instead of Alexa, which it plays everywhere else in the building, it goes off. Now it just so happens that his damn uh, stand is named the same thing and I managed to do it. It's so stupid. But nonetheless, um, that scene I'm watching right now on my screen here. So I, I like the fact that, the, you know, they matched up those it's so much more fanfare than it is changes in this which i think is a big win for this movie in, in my opinion i guess if i have a negative for this movie is that i wish that they did wear the actual color uh suits that they have koichi especially koichi could have rather not only just benefited from wearing a different color suit instead of all black but also his hair in the anime, in the manga, his hair is like white. So you mean to tell me they couldn't make his hair color change? They couldn't change his hair color, but they got every other character in here wearing their hair really weird or having certain different colors of their hair. I think they could have worked with that. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, instead of giving it a much more darker tone, I think they could have benefited of giving everybody their colors. You know, at least the stands are looked like the stands from the actual anime and stuff. And the characters to their extent look like them, look like the actual characters from there. But it, it would have helped that they, uh, they, they would have had like um, Josuke would have wore a purple suit, you know, um, Koichi would have wear green and so forth and so on. But it, it doesn't take away totally from it. I also would have liked a lighter tone in essence to the town of Moro. Which, like I said, um, you know, the anime in the anime it appears to be beautiful, um, you know, a beautiful, bright and beautiful place, almost like uh, Barry Allen's, you know, t uh, town of uh, that's not Star City. Star City is it Star City? Or I think that's Oliver's uh, town. But you know, where Barry Allen lives at is like all you know, rainbows and sunflowers, just like Oliver would say, um, or kind of like how. Ed, the Tim Burton did with Edward Scissorhands or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You got this beautifully white picket fence neighborhood, but all hell goes on in these neighborhoods. Uh, and that's what the anime kind of projected here. So, whereas in this movie, the town of Moro comes off like Gotham City, like Christopher Nolan's Gotham City in a sense. So, I mean, and again, it's not a deal breaker. It doesn't change anything at all. Uh, but it would have been nice to see them brighten it up a bit and still have that dark element to it, that creepy dark element to it. So I feel like this movie, in comparison overall to other, uh, you know, WB Japan uh, live action uh, manga anime movies like Bleach and Full Metal Alchemist and Gintama, JoJo was more fleshed out to me as far as, you know, and it maybe it's because they all, they only focused on the first five episodes and i think that may, whereas the other ones like full metal and bleach focused on the entire saga which spans of about that literally spans from 23 24 25 episodes in not and not it being like filler episodes uh full metal 
they literally focused on all 52 episodes in a sense and try to cram all that so this one they focused on only five episodes and uh, you know great job on them for doing that it was able to be fleshed out so you could see all of the iconic and um milestone moments of the of those episodes that really stood out and really meant something and it gives you a lot more to look out for here they managed to work it all in and play the important parts of the um, of chapter one without cramming it all in so uh this makes me more excited to um to see how the other sagas is going to end because they did show at the end there is an end credit scenes there's two end credit scenes actually i believe um crammed into one that shows the main serial killer uh of this show the main antagonist uh yoshi yoshikagi kira is a major major deal in this uh deal and when the anime came out when i watched it on adele swim i hated this guy i so i mean like i have never hated a guy like this in quite some time and almost to the point because he scared me and there was there's an involvement of a kid in all of this during down the line i hope they hope that kid gets becomes a part of it as well um but by the end i was so excited watching this thing and it was like it, it had me at the edge of my feet to the point i'm like i they need to find this guy and they need to kill this guy because this guy is just doing way too much <laughs> way way too much here um it, diamond is unbreakable the anime can compete with any live action drama or thriller on tv right now bar none it is absolutely breathtaking by the time you get to this uh the uh yoshikagi saga it is crazy um but they did show the appearance of a dinner table and a woman's hand just a hand with a wedding ring on it that signify yoshikage kira's appearance and he is coming so not only are they making more movies they're definitely leading up to that situation and i am looking forward to if i if they did as good as what they did on this movie i am looking forward to seeing where this is leading up to now while i like this movie this wasn't the best movie i've seen you know in terms of um manga probably in terms of manga or anime translated flicks i thought they did a really good job and i've you know been waiting to see jojo how jojo's bizarre venture would play off it and i think they did a great job all things considered because this is a this series is a very eccentric weird and complex series so try to pull it off and make people understand like if I, i can tell you this if you've never invested in watching jojo's bizarre venture before you will not be able to understand what the hell is going on in this movie you need to watch the entire series leading up to this before watching this movie because you won't i i I fear like you won't this is totally a hardcore otaku type of movie that only fans can really enjoy so i suggest going to watch to read the manga or watching the movie first because you watch this you're going to have a vague opinion about it compared to everybody else and you won't understand what the hell's going on here it's, it's that deep so but overall i'd say it was pretty good um there's some things i would have changed to make it better there's some things left out that leaves me kind of wondering why they did it but overall it's a very enjoyable movie for me i felt it matched up to the manga and the anime strong more strongly um than i did uh than i felt it didn't so uh, if i'm going to give it a grade it's going to be a solid b 
definitely a solid B for me. If you're an anime fan, if you're especially an anime fan of JoJo, I think you'll enjoy it very much. Um, if you're not, don't watch it. And if you are interested, watch the anime or read the manga before you see what happens because you'll know the differences of what you're seeing here. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Thank you once again. Again, just a reminder, this week... I am going to have Chris Battle, the character designer of Teen Titans, go back on the show to talk about all the new things that he's doing, including his new project with Marvel and other things that is going on in his world. We also going to have Jeffrey Thorne uh, should be this week. Very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, he replied back to me. So of his availability. So hopefully we get that locked in. Uh, for this week um, but he's definitely coming as well and again there's a third that i'm working on that i'm hoping to get on it like i said that one is a i it's a new one and i'm hoping that we get him on uh sooner if not later he's a very busy he's a very busy dude but um i am looking forward to hopefully picking his brain about a lot of things uh that he's involved with as well so stay tuned for all that and then any other information that we have as well next week on select start we also have uh samurai showdown premiering this tuesday so we're going to be talking about that and any other gaming news that has come about this week during the uh, c2e2 event during the cd uh the you know game developers conference as well and the fallout from that well who, who knows what information we'll get from there but uh again thank you all for coming uh and listening to this show um check us out on itunes spotify google uh podcast apple podcast um all amazon devices pocket uh cast as well stitcher um we're just everywhere that you could possibly listen to us here you can also check us out on talktimelive.com all of our previous episodes from there uh that you can find as well as articles and exclusive interviews that you can easily find on the exclusive page or by typing in talktimelive.com forward slash exclusive. So thank you all for the support. Keep us growing and keep us going at all times. So folks, that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Folks, have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.